Welcome back, friends, to the Columbus Junction Public Library's Beyond the Bookshelf podcast. I'm Mandy. And I'm Erin. And today we have a special guest, Michaela. We are going to let her introduce herself. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, like Mandy said, my name is Michaela Glenn, and I'm super excited to be here and work at the library and get started here in Loiza with my program. We are going to start kind of not talking about all that stuff. So what are you reading now? Or what is your favorite book? And what hot drink is your favorite? Okay, not hot drink. What is your favorite drink of choice? Oh, wait, no. No, no. <laughs> what is your drink of choice at work? <laughs> Which, do without what you will. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm not currently reading anything, but my favorite book is The Choice, Embrace the Possible by Edith Eager. She's a Holocaust survivor. She is known as the ballerina of Auschwitz. And um, she has this really famous quote that her mother told her when they were actually going into the camp. And it was, uh, just remember, no one can take away from you what you put in your mind. And so that's something I try to remember every day or in the interactions I have with people. So pretty powerful. My favorite drink of choice would be a chai latte uh, with four shots of espresso to get my heart a little hummingbird. (laughs) But delicious. As someone who can do one shot of espresso, I am in awe of your caffeine. You cannot do one shot of espresso. You were up for hours. I know. See, four, that's a good spot for me. And then I can go to sleep pretty easy. It's just, it's like my remedy. It's my bedtime remedy. I love that for you. As someone who has caffeine um, so she can sleep, I I love that for you. So tell us a little bit about who you work for, what your program is, and what you're trying to start here in Louisa County. Yeah, so I actually work for the Iowa Department on Aging in Des Moines. So I'm lucky enough to travel to Louisa a few times a week. Um, And my program is called RSVP, or Retired and Senior Volunteer Program. My mission really is to work with different community groups, businesses, civic organizations to help the aging population in Louisa through volunteerism. So uh, we are looking for volunteers 55 and older to serve Uh, individuals 60 and older who um, need access to essential services. So what kinds of things can volunteers do? How can they, how can they help? Yeah, so there's a variety. I always say if somebody wants to volunteer, we'll find something for them to do. Um, But the big target areas we're looking for are meal delivery with the senior centers or the different food banks so that um, those who are homebound or unable to get out Um, still have access to the nutrition. Um, Another one is we have a call program. It's called Neighbor to Neighbor. And we just ask people to check in on a friend, check in on their neighbor. Um, It's not a health reassurance. It's just really you're talking to your neighbor just to say hi. Um, And also transportation. So we see the need for transportation um, growing in the aging population, whether family's not close or doctor's appointments are further away. Um, We're seeking individuals who can kind of be those light errand transportation um, to the grocery store, to the hair salon, to your doctor's appointment, whatever we can do to help these um, individuals age in place and age in their homes. So. 
I love that because especially sometimes like, you know, the University of Iowa is the closest hospital, but like trying to get all of your appointments on one day is super exhausting for people, but then like that doesn't exist. So it's multiple appointments at multiple doctors. And that's sometimes I think hard for families to be able to do and get the time off of work and all that stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And that's why we, you know, ask um, volunteers and it's all on their own time and their own schedule. There's no long-term commitment, but hopefully, you know, when they start volunteering, they see the value in it and choose to do it longer than they not intended to. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a great program. So how do people sign up to become a volunteer or conversely, how do people sign up to receive services? Yeah, so they can um, visit our website. Uh, it's www.iowaaging.gov rcp. And don't worry, this will be in a link. Um, or they can call me directly, which would be awesome. I love to chit chat at 515-681-5246. So I'm perfectly happy to meet you at a coffee shop or meet you wherever you want and to talk to you a little bit about it. There's a ton of great resources on our website and I'll get my four shots of espresso with you and you can have your smoothie or your drink of choice. <laughs> Not the espresso for me. Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering, can you expand on like driving services? Because you talked about people like picking up meals. Do they need to do that in their own car? Is this something they get like mileage for? Do they have a van they need to pick up? Like what responsibilities would they have? Yeah, so um, we do right now. It would be the volunteer using their own vehicle. Um, but what a great benefit we have with that is they do get paid for mileage reimbursement as well as getting uh, supplemental insurance when they enroll as an RSVP volunteer. So it is pretty pretty convenient in that sense that you do have a little bit extra coverage. For the transportation, it's all on your own preference. So um, if you wanna use your own personal vehicle or if we're working with an organization that has their own bus or their own car, uh, you can do that as well. That's just something we work with them for, so. Whatever your preference. And people wouldn't have to like make food to take to other people. No, even. no. So uh, as far as the meal delivery, um, that would be getting the meals from the meal sites or the senior centers or the congregate meal sites and delivering them to those who have signed up to receive a meal. Or uh, we partner with the food bank. So picking up food boxes for individuals who can't get it for themselves and just delivering it. Um, it's a great way to kind of get out and serve um, without having to dedicate a ton of time. You know, the great thing about Louisa is it is small and it's all pretty well interconnected. So it's something you could do over your lunch hour, do, you know, quick break. And <clears throat> What other things would you like to share about your program with us? So some other things that I just want to reiterate or share with uh, the listeners is, again, this is not a program that you have to sign up for a year or sign up for a six-month commitment. It's really on your own time. When you can give your time is great for us, and it's great because you're serving your neighbors and you're serving um, your fellow church members or your people in the local community, it stays in the community. And that is one of the beauties of this program is it's for Louisa, it's for the seniors and those aged 55 and better to really engage and still be a part of bettering their community. 
the way I just realized that that's just about my peer group is slightly terrifying. <laughs> so would you like to volunteer? Like, wow. <laughs> you literally have over 15 years. That's like... That's a child driving. That's older than your child. <laughs> that is the age of your child. No, I really love that language of like 55 or better. Like that just seems like such a nice way of yeah. saying it. And I think especially because our program is called Retired and Senior Volunteer Program. I mean, I wouldn't consider 55 in my head a senior. So it really is just maybe targeting those who are starting to think about retirement um, or are in retirement. And uh, I know if it was me, I can't sit home even now. So doing something to fill my cup or fill the individual's cups, I think is phenomenal. And um, it's really about changing the scene of what it means to be senior, quote unquote. And that's another great benefit of this program is to change that narrative. And, you know, those people... 55 and over have so much more to give and we want to take advantage of the skills they have and the relationships they have to be those advocates in the community and be those volunteers and kind of that call to action to you know we're kind of getting out of the covid life and trying to get back to normal and what's more normal than volunteering and serving your community Quick question. You like speak with so much passion. Like, can I ask why you chose like a rural community instead of a more like bigger metropolitan area? Kind yeah, of so metropolitan sounds weird for Iowa, but <laughs> so uh, we actually have 12 counties that we serve um, under RSDP. And thank goodness I have two amazing co workers who also serve other counties. Um, but I intentionally picked Loiza because it reminds me of the community I grew up in. It reminds me a lot of the individuals I meet, I see my grandfather in, or I see just, you know, so much life. And I just love it. And in the small towns, I know people take care of people, right? And they don't volunteer or they don't go and get that extra meal box because it's a chore but it is a you know it's a compassion it's something that they see and they value so I wanted that and I wanted especially because I'm not from I don't reside in Loiza I wanted a community that would embrace change and that it's that energy to help and I, yeah, it just reminds me a lot of my town and it's something I would want for my town. You mentioned that there was 12 counties. What counties do you guys actually serve with the RSVP program? Yep. So for our, um, out of the Department on Aging, who holds our grant, we serve Cass, Fremont, Harrison, Iowa, Keokuk, Loiza, Mahaska, Monona, Montgomery, Powashik, Shelby and Woodbury. If you can remember all of those, I'd be very impressed because I had to read a list. Yeah, so we have kind of that western edge down to the um, western tip and then all the way to Loiza and a little in the middle. So I cover Loiza, Iowa, Keokuk, and Mahaska. And then my other two fabulous coworkers cover the rest. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. Uh, Cass, Loiza, and Woodbury are our most active right now. This is kind of where we chose to start and dig in um, since this is a new program for the department. And so, yeah, we're snowballing. Are they hoping to enhance the program based on how it does so that 
all Iowa counties eventually have this? Or are there other similar services in some of those other areas that our listenership might be able to take advantage of? Yes, there is actually an RSVP in 66 of the 99 counties. Wow. Yeah, so that's pretty phenomenal. And some of them have been around for 30 plus years and are working with a pool of 400 volunteers and 70 different businesses in their community. So it's pretty phenomenal. We have big goals to be there someday. Uh, But I'll provide you guys with a map and you can link that up there. That'd be great. Um, Yeah. So, um, and you said like the different opportunities or the development of it. The nice thing and maybe the probably the most phenomenal thing about this is if we find a program or organization that would supplement that community, that target area of that 60 and over, we'll work with them. Uh, we're working with the Alzheimer's Association um, for support groups. We're working with the ins- Iowa Insurance Division um, with their Fraud Fighters Program to educate seniors on financial fraud or Medicaid um, scams. And that's something very uh, close to my heart since I came from the financial industry. So yeah, I mean, we're working with Habitat for Humanity. It's really whoever has kind of the same missions as us that we want to partner with. Speaking of like partnerships, I want to like go back just really quick to the, you mentioned earlier, there'd be phone calls. Okay. We've all done this thing where we see someone and we're like, hi, I'm supposed to talk to you. And it's very awkward. And you're like, okay, yeah, well I'm done. Bye. How do you, how do you guys keep that like from not happening? Like, how do you guys keep this fun? Yeah. So, uh, one of the great things, uh, that we pride ourselves on is that we really are in tune with the volunteer and the people we serve. So we really take the time to get to know them, you know, find out what their interests are, find out what they're comfortable with. Um, So then we can match people based on their interests or based on like their schedule. So we have our little handbook and it has a bunch of prompts or different conversation pieces um, and kind of how to steer questions away or towards different things and that's all in the orientation that we provide with the volunteers so they never go into um, a phone call or a match not having any idea why they're doing it or what they're supposed to be talking about and again it's uh, it's not a medical reassurance or anything like that so volunteers don't need to stress about having that kind of experience Um, because if something were to arise then they just direct it back to us and we you know, are sure to take care of that and follow up. And um, yeah, so it's it's pretty easy. It's based on their interest and um, what they prefer and who they prefer to talk to. I was gonna say for like older families, like let's say there's like dementia issues or something like that. Do you work with the family as well to help set up a time and get something that works for that person? Do you just individually work with that person? How does that work? Yeah, we, you know, we're open to if there is a caregiver who wants to have any of these services for a parent or a family member, we're open to working with them. And, you know, every case is unique um, and every family is unique. So it's just something that we work through on those case-by-case basis. And we do work with our uh, the local AAAs in our different areas. So for Loiza, that would be Milestones Area Agency on Aging. And they're a great partner. So if there are other resources that the family needs, we can get them in contact with them and supplement that as well. But um, yeah, everything is unique. So we are ready and willing to help. 
So everything that people talk about, that's all anonymous, right? Yep. It's okay. Yep. Yeah. So they actually, yeah, the volunteer only gets the first name and the phone number of their client because we do value the privacy. And yeah, so it, it is it is pretty private. And whatever the information that the client is willing to share, that's up to them. Obviously, like I said, again, if there's any kind of issues, we can um, help monitor that and kind of field that. But it is the most private we can do um, to keep both the privacy of the client and the volunteer at bay so perfect I just I know a lot of people are very private they're like I want to talk to someone but I also don't want to feel like they're going out and talking about yeah and that's exactly it too especially since we are kind of working with that population that is more vulnerable we want to make sure that we're doing our part in protecting them and protecting the volunteer so no there's not information shared that isn't necessary to the project or to the work and that's the same when they deliver meals or they are driving to somebody's house we only give them once a volunteer accepts that trip or to do that service that's the only time then they would get that information there's nothing shared beforehand i guess my last question on this you you mentioned an uh, orientation program i'm assuming that's for all of the programs you're talking about what is that like so if somebody signs on like what can they expect yep so um this is actually a really great question because i just met a volunteer this morning before this um, at one of the coffee shops nearby and got them enrolled to be a volunteer and we just really it's real casual we just talk through kind of that confidentiality um you know what's appropriate attire where our program started and just kind of get a feel for them and what they want to do and it's really that open space for them to ask questions and for them to uh, make their preferences known so then that we can take that into consideration when we are utilizing their um, talents and services in their times so yeah it's just it's real casual and it's probably going to be different every time for every person uh, but we just kind of go through that uh, more proper stuff and then get down to the fun and service part of it. Okay, but you come to meet other people, yeah. so they don't have to drive other places nope, or anything if they don't nope. want. No, so uh, like I said, I come to Louisa about twice a week, and you can find me either at the library or at the extension Iowa State Extension Office in Wapolo. So I am more than happy to come to you early morning or late and or on Sundays. I come to a few church services, meet you wherever, and we can grab coffee or grab lunch. I was no I was just thinking about like particularly I think about like my age group of people like we have kids and so all of our volunteer opportunities are associated with a school uh, music boosters or PTO or youth sports or all of those different things and then once our kids get out of school unless we're super unless we're involved in a church then a lot of those volunteer opportunities aren't available as much anymore or you have to go seek them out and sometimes you're ready for a change you're like oh hey I mean I I imagine that after eight years of having kids in high school I'm gonna probably be like peace out music boosters (laughs) but you know at the same time like while the break's gonna feel wonderful then I'm like oh I could talk to somebody on the phone it's a an underutilized group of volunteers that a lot of times we look at 
and like, oh, they've done their time in all this other stuff. But there are other ways to still stay involved in their community. And I really love that. Yeah. And that's kind of another benefit of RSVP. Maybe that's not advertised as much. But when you become an RSVP volunteer, you become a member of a group of a ton of different organizations. So whether you have um, an interest in maybe Alzheimer's because you had a family member who had that and you saw that and you want to be an educator, you know, okay, great, let's pair you with the Alzheimer's Association. Or if you want to work with fraud, if you've personally had that happen to you and you're like, I don't want that to happen to anybody else. Okay, let's get you educated on that. And if it's something that we maybe don't have a partnership with, but you have that interest, that's great because then we can explore that. And we can, you you know, I never thought about how that can help our population that we're trying to serve. And it's just a collaborative effort. And especially in this small town, I've been able to connect with so many different groups from Lions Clubs to community clubs to LULAC and the AAA. Um, in different churches that have so many things going on that are are phenomenal. And there's really an interest for everybody. And like you said, sometimes it's hard to seek it out or know where to find it. And that's kind of an aim of mine is to let's get these connected so that we have an umbrella of programs that you can just pick from and um, get connected with. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we... Sign off. So I just wanted to say kind of a call, uh, put out a call to action, really. So if you are interested in becoming a volunteer and maybe you didn't hear something that you would be interested in today, but want to explore that a little bit more, I would love to chat with you. If uh, you have somebody you know that would benefit from our services, uh, get them my info- give them my information, get in contact with me. And we'll figure out how to help them. And um, yeah, I'm just super excited to be in Louisa. It's kind of it's become my home away from home. I told the gals here I've been coming here pretty much every Thursday since I started in this position. So great time, and I can catch up on all the libraries podcasts on my three-hour drive there, there and back. So can you explain more about the fraud program that you mentioned? And in- oh yeah, great. I'm glad you went back. This is a, I don't want to say a big issue, but I've noticed a lot of people coming in and they're like, okay, I don't know if this is legitimate and we've had to explain kind of how that's worked. Um, So yeah, I worked in the financial industry before this and um, yeah, they are talented. Whoever they are out there are some pretty smart people. Um, If only they could use their talents for the better. So yeah, so this was something I wanted to partner with the insurance, Iowa insurance division Um, and get this up and rolling in these communities. And I think it's something that is super important to always keep front of mind because you never think it will happen to you until you get that anonymous Amazon email, like you owe us $6,000. Like why would you owe Amazon (laughs) $6,000? And you know, it's, it's that panic mode that ensues in your mind and you're like, oh my gosh, like if I don't do this, then I am gonna like have all these detrimental consequences. And so the program, the Fraud Fighters program is a presentation. You can either help present it and we have a great partner, uh, Sonia Selmeyer from the uh, insurance division who will come out and train our volunteers and kind of give them a a run through of different things to talk about. And, you know, this is a great opportunity for individuals who work at 
different banks or different financial industries because they can really put that personal touch on the impact and they see it in the community and you think maybe just because it's a small community it wouldn't happen but it happens more in the smaller communities than in the bigger because the access to information is more limited so it is something that i'm hopefully in the works with a, a local bank to get a presentation started and have attendees for well Michaela thank you so much for coming in today thank you for telling us about this uh, these awesome programs we are going to um, actually as you were sitting here um, talking um, one of the things that we wanted to get built on our website was something about the community that we're in and so we're going to link all of your information all the resources and stuff like that that you have um, under that new community tab and how you can volunteer but also what services are available within our community so thank you so much for yes, coming today. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I hope everybody can at least check us check us out and spread our name and our program around. And I'm excited to get it to fruition in Louisa. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you again. And we will catch you all next time on the Beyond the Bookshelf podcast. Bye, Bye guys.